0: Welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool, brought to you by Apologia Educational Ministries. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. We want to affirm and encourage you in the decision to homeschool, challenge and inspire you to take it to new heights, and celebrate everything you get to experience along the way in this adventure of a lifetime. We are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen, and today's show is titled, The Word in Motion. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool
1: wait now before we get going i have to tell our audience that you make me smile when you're doing that whole introduction thing why oh, is that you get your little moves going <laughs> <laughs> you get rocking with the music that's but a good jingle
0: we have at the it it was a
1: little dicey there take it to new heights i was thinking you weren't going to quite make it through that sentence but you did so well, it, you just make me smile
0: you now you've heard the stories about uh, radio announcers Putting gravel in their mouth <laughs> to speak and, and then see the words very clearly. Oh I, yeah, sure. I feel like I'm almost doing that sometimes, trying to make sure I say the words clearly and I probably go too fast sometimes. I probably slur a few things sometimes. Well, I does? was with
1: you today. I was thinking, mm, is was he gonna make it? It was like watching a toddler go down an <laughs> incline. I was like, He's not gonna make it, but you made it. You did good.
0: Well, thank you. Well, today we're you're the you're the star of the show today. Oh, well, we'll see about that. So today we're going to talk about the Word in Motion, Yay! which is a two-year Bible study that you have authored. you got the Old Testament the New Testament. Each textbook has its own notebooking journal mm-hmm. for the students. And this is only barely a little over two years old in terms of when we released it sure. to the public, published by Apologia Educational Ministries. Of course, there's a long history as to how this came about, but today we have six questions. Sure. Uh, I want to ask you these six questions, and uh, you can answer, and hopefully this will help our audience understand what this is, why it's important, how to use it, et cetera.
1: So is this going to be a lightning round? Because it's going to be a really short show if we're going to do this in a lightning round.
0: Well, we'll take a break, and people can do that fast-forward 15-30 to seconds (laughs) thing, all that, so... (laughs) All right, so first, what do you think is the most important thing we can teach our kids?
1: You know, I think you already gave the answer to this one away in the intro. So I think the most important thing we can teach our children is about God and His Word. So that's not very complicated. Yeah, I think we get distracted by things that the world says that we need to teach them. We get distracted by things that we think are important when we listen to the world, but I think fundamentally the opportunity that we have as homeschool families, as Christians, as believers, is to focus on teaching our children about who God is
0: and His Word. Well, I'm not going to dis- disagree with you. Uh, I remember early in our homeschool journey uh, when I came across Second Peter one three, uh, and viewed this verse in light of our homeschooling journey, Mm -hmm. it, it really struck a chord with me. It says this, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory. And so the question is, if the knowledge of Christ gives us everything we need for life and godliness, then... What would it look like if I made sure my kids were taught about Jesus? Right, um, and we love referring to Acts four thirteen, when the apostles were speaking boldly, and the people looked at them and said, "What's different about them?" Because they were um, doing these amazing things, but the people took note that although they were ordinary, unschooled people, they had been—they had been with Jesus. Right,
1: that was the difference. That was the difference, and that's why I think it's so important. I mean, we teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? And there's going to be maybe some significant variance in their apt, aptitude in those various skills, but at the end of the day, the thing that really differentiates them from the masses is, have they been with Jesus? Right. Do they know who God is? Do they know his word?
0: Right. So if, if the Bible is the most important thing we can teach our kids— why is that so important?
1: So why would you make sure when you were going to build a house that you had a really good foundation? I mean, it's because it's foundational. It it is the foundation on which you build everything else, your life, your education, everything. And so just like when Jesus tells the parable of the man who built his house on the rock and the man who didn't, you know, who built it on the shifting sand, you can take that parable, you can interpret that to mean you have a choice between building your children's lives, your life as a family, their education on the rock, the truth of who God is and what his word says, or the shifting sands of the culture, what the culture says is important. Those are your choices. And so the why is that teaching your children about who God is and what His Word says, what the truth is, that the actual truth, goodness, and beauty of the world is found in God and His Word, you have an advantage when the storms of life come, because the solid rock of the truth of who God is and His Word doesn't shift when the storms come. And what the world says you need to build on is always going to shift and subsequently that house collapses so the why is that it's a rock it's a foundation it does not change
0: well and the uh, the beauty of homeschooling is you get to decide the curriculum that you're going to teach your kids the priority of those curricula and why if you're homeschooling, would you not prioritize the Bible? I mean, that's not a question for you. I'm kind of asking rhetorically. No, but I think it is
1: worth considering. Why don't people do this? I mean, because there is kind of a, a resounding, echoing, duh, right? We have this conversation, and all the Christians are like, well, duh. Obviously, that's what we need to do. But, right, you and I fell prey to the, you know what? That's not on the test at the end of the year. You know what? Everybody else is paying attention to whether our children can read, write, and do basic math. So maybe we need to focus on that. And we'll tuck Bible in when we've got time. That's why people don't, is because it's not something that other people are going to pay attention to. I remember in North Carolina, we had to annually test our kids. And I remember that when we turned the corner and realized that we really did need to prioritize Bible every day. We started there, and then we sort of veered away from there because it wasn't on the test, right? And then we got back to it because we realized that it was more important than anything on the test. But I remember telling our kids... When we were doing Bible every day, when we were prioritizing it, I remember saying, look, no one's probably going to test you on this. No one's going to ask on the end of the year test, can you quote Deuteronomy 6 or Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? Or can you talk to me about the attribute of holiness and what it means? Can you differentiate between sanctification and justification? None of those things were going to be on the end of the year test. They they just weren't going to be there. But it didn't matter because we knew that they were more important. And we knew that those truths and that kind of focus was going to serve them better in the long run than any of those short-term answers that were going to be on the test. So I get why people don't. It's easy because it's easy to put it aside. It's easy to get distracted, again, by what the world says is important.
0: Well, and again, a lot of homeschoolers – Swing the pendulum to the academics. Since the yep. government school isn't teaching uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic, that's not the priority. People go to the academics and say, I'm going to make sure my kids know sure. science, history, math, reading, writing, and Latin or whatever other sure. academic subjects and you know what, it, it's hard to squeeze in Bible and we'll get that at church or we'll get that at Awana or, or do, bedtime. Uh, to, to do something else. Right. And so it doesn't become the priority right. that Second Peter one three says it should be. It, it has the answers. It will give your kids everything, not right. just some of the things they need for life and godliness, but everything they need for life and godliness. The question is, do we believe it?
1: Well, and again, if you if you really do want to give your kids a rock solid education, and I do think that as Christian homeschool families, we need to be diligent in teaching our children academics, they need to be really good at reading, writing, arithmetic, right, based on their knowledge of God, it's still got to come first. Because when you lay the foundation of who God is, who he's made them to be, their role in his story, the different gifts and talents that he's given them, they are more likely to be inspired to overcome whatever challenges life throws at them based on who he is, whether it's a math lesson or a writing assignment or a character issue and a test. All of it comes back, I think, foundationally and fundamentally to who God is and knowledge of his word. So that's why it's so important.
0: Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but I want to challenge everybody listening right now not to hit go uh, the fast-forward 15 or 30 seconds because this break has actually changed up a bit from how I've done it in the past. See if you can spot the difference. We'll be right back. This show is brought to you by Apologia Educational Ministries. Our mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the number one publisher of creation-based science, math, Bible, and worldview curricula for homeschooling families with hundreds of number one awards over the course of more than two decades. Creation-based and award-winning. Now that's impressive. But more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Welcome back. So email us at podcast at apologia.com if you spotted the difference in that message. All right. So we've been talking about the word in motion, authored by my lovely wife, Rachel Carmen, sitting across from me. And we talked about why or what is the most important uh, subject you can teach your kids. The answer is the Bible. We talked about why it's the most important, it's the foundation. And when you're homeschooling, why miss that opportunity to prioritize it? So now my next question, Rachel, who should do this? Who should teach this?
1: So again, this is the opportunity of a lifetime for mom and dad to teach your kids about who God is and his word. And I get it. There, There's probably a lot of listeners out there going, whoa, who me? I mean, I don't know. I would not know where to start. I, I don't know, please. Look, this is the opportunity of home education, is for you and your husband as a family to delve in to learning about who God is and what his word says for your everyday life. And that is why I wrote this curriculum, right? I believe so passionately in the importance and the priority of teaching this My whole objective in writing the curriculum is to come alongside you as a family, as a mom, as a dad, as a family, and let's do this together, right? It's that important. Plus, I really believe it is doable, right? I think the enemy wants to convince us that we can't teach the Bible. It's this overwhelming 66 books, 39 in the old, 27 in the new What's the main story? There's Hebrew, there's Greek, there's Aramaic. I don't get it. There's all these prophets, these kingdoms, these wars. I mean, wah, it's just overwhelming. That's why we wrote the curriculum. We wrote it in a doable way that we're partnering with you. I'm partnering with you, teaching part of the lesson on live streaming video, right? And then you're reading the rest with your kids. We're walking this journey together, literally walking through the scriptures so that you can do this. And I really think it starts with the understanding that this is what God would want us to do. This is, this is Deuteronomy six. This it's is, Deuteronomy six to the max. This is teach your children diligently. And, and the, the first commandment, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. you, You need to know who he is to love him well. And so it's taking hold of those admonitions from Scripture and trusting that God is going to walk with you every step of the way. And this curriculum is a tool to accomplish that.
0: Well, and you think about homeschooling in general. One of the uh, Mm -hmm. potential roadblocks for parents is, I I can't do that. How am I going to teach the subjects that I don't know? The beauty of Apology is Homeschool Curriculum is it, we know that. Right. And so the textbook becomes the teacher. So you wrote this knowing it's going to be a parent teaching right. to the kids. Exactly. And we were a homeschool family. We know how homeschooling works. And we know what makes a textbook work well in a homeschool setting, in a family setting. And so, yeah, it's we basically, you know, apologized mm-hmm. um, Bible curriculum.
1: Right. And there's just not a better. There's not a better context than the family to get to know who God is together. And as you set out and endeavor and prioritize teaching your children about God and His Word, you know He's going to be there with you. You know He's going to honor that as you seek Him every day, as you're reading His Word, as you're memorizing the different passages, as you're seeking to understand perhaps a different doctrine or some theology or some worldview issues, as you're reading stories that maybe you're unfamiliar with, God's right there with you. And he's going to teach all of you exactly where you are, because it's his will that you would know him. So you're not going to be alone. Apology is going to stand with you. I'm going to be there with the video. We have places that you can ask questions. But right there in the context of your family, mom, dad, and the kids, that's the best place to get to know who God is.
0: All right. So I've asked you three questions so far. What's the most important? Subject number two: Why is it important? Three: Who should teach it, and who should do this? And number four: When should this subject, the Bible, be taught?
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm always going to say first things first. I mean, this is Matthew six thirty three, in my opinion, and that is seek you first the kingdom of God, and all these other things would be added to you. So the way I would say that scripture fits in this answer is seek first. Honor God first, teach the Bible first, and all these other things, reading, writing, arithmetic, will be added to you. If you start with the most important thing, you're modeling to your children what's the most important thing versus what's the tack on, right? What's the thing that we do if we have time, if we're still awake at night or whatever, but you do this first. You you build your house on this. just like you lay the foundation first. You do this first.
0: That's a good analogy right there. And right. a lot
1: of people will ask me, well, Rachel, how long is it going to take? You know, because we're always trying to nail down a time. And I get it. I get it. If you're a homeschool mom, you're thinking, I have X many hours every day that my kids are able to take anything in. And so how do I fit in all of these different, how do I fit in math and reading and history and Writing and spelling. I, I mean, I really get it. But I'm here to tell you, do this first and literally everything else will f- fall into place. It really works that way. I saw it work that way. I tried to do it as a tack on. I tried to do it later, but it wasn't until we, we determined and we persisted in doing it first that everything else came. And again, I'm a advocate of a rhythm and instead of a schedule. So if you're going to get tied into timing everything, I'm just going to tell you you're going to miss a lot of really good stuff because you're going to say, "Okay, this should only take us 30 minutes." And your kids are going to be so interested that they're going to want to go to 35, but you're going to lob it off, right? Because you don't have time. And so I I think it's better pictured as a rhythm you know you do this thing first and then this second and then this and you just follow a rhythm and, and some things about take that. longer
0: some things take right. less time uh, some if on a day where everything goes longer you have the things at the end which were int- intentionally not the priority so if you don't get those done it's okay. You've got the priority things done.
1: Well, and I love what, I mean, this isn't new to this podcast. I I love saying the Bible is first and then have the list of everything else you want to do, right? And let's say that if you have the Bible as number one, and let's say you have two through, two through six to still do the rest of the day. And let's say you only get through four that day. Well, the next day, start again with the Bible and then pick up with five and six. There you go. And then start back through that way. I mean, again... It, you have to think completely different. You've stepped out. You're not in Kansas anymore, meaning you're not in the system anymore. You're not stuck to a bell-reading system that drives everybody nutty. You're in charge. You're in charge. But dare to lay the foundation. Dare to start with God and His Word every day, and all these things will be added to you.
0: Yeah. All right, question number five. Where is the best place for this to be done?
1: So I'm reminded of... The scene, this is going to be kind of an odd an odd picture, the scene in Aladdin where they finally get on the magic carpet and the genie says, exits are here, 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 everywhere. I'm saying here, 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 everywhere. Do this, you know, in a box with a fox and a house with a mouse. Do this on your front porch. Do this on your sofa. Do this everywhere we we did homeschooling everywhere we did it in airports we did it in our van we did it at the beach we did it in the front yard we did it on the porch we did it in the basement all these different places it's i wherever you are first do it at your kitchen table maybe this is what you do at breakfast time when you're doing um your devotions at breakfast, maybe this is how you incorporate this into your day, but wherever you are, but it ought to be sort of this settled thing that you all know what you're about to do. Everybody's situated. It shouldn't be sort of a hope everybody's paying attention. It ought to be everybody's settled and this is what we're about to do. We're about to do our Bible for the day and everybody's ready to go. So whether that's on your sofa or you want to take it outside one day and do it on a blanket in the front yard Wherever you do it, just do it, Um, and, and I think it's probably good to sort of break that up a little bit, right? Do it, we used to go, when everybody was home, some days we would go on a picnic, or on our out day, we would be in the van, and we would do it in the van, and we would practice things in the van, so... Wherever you are, I would still start here first. I mean, even for you and I with our morning devotions, it doesn't really matter where we are. That's still how we start the day. So, again, it's modeling that for your children and getting into that uh, self-discipline.
0: Right. All right. Final question, number six. How is this to be done?
1: This is to be done with joy. I and enthusiasm and passion. I mean, this is the living word of God. We're talking about the almighty of the universe, the sovereign king of all creation who spoke light in existence. I mean, we're talking about that God. There's nothing more important. So I think with awe and wonder, with humility, with respect, with um, passion, I, I happen to think that it should be criminal to teach the word of God in a boring way. And I think if you'll dare to dive in and take us up on the challenge to, to teach your children to engage, probably learn something yourself, right? So here's the secret. I'm aiming at mom and dad. So the curriculum is written K through eight. But I'm really aiming for mom and dad. I'm not unaware of how illiterate, biblically illiterate we've become, even those who attend churches. Many don't know where Genesis is. Many couldn't tell you where Isaiah is in the Old or New Testament. Or
0: what it's about.
1: Right. No, very few people would know if you wanted to read the narrative of the life of Christ, which books you would go to in the Bible. So there is a high illiteracy rate, even among Christians. And so I believe if you dare to do what I believe to be the most important thing you can endeavor to do as a homeschooling family, do it with great expectation that God's going to meet you and teach you and really do wondrous things, that he's going to reveal himself. I I think one of the things that we forget, especially as adults, is I happen to believe that God is still today in the business of showing off every day. I think we, those of us maybe who were raised in church and remember all the stories of the miracles, whether it was the wonders and the signs of that God worked through Moses and Aaron when he went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. We remember the parting of the Red Sea and maybe all the frogs and the lice and all of that. And then if you fast forward, there, there were also signs that the prophets were given, right? But then you fast forward to the life of Christ in the New Testament, you have the miracles that He did, and then subsequently after his ascension, you have some of his disciples that also did miracles. And then by and large, we think God stopped showing off. God's still showing off. I mean, he's showing off every day. We're just not paying attention. I mean, if you dare, and again, I think this is another one of the not so subtle manipulations of the enemy is to... I think he's jumping up and down, trying to distract us from the wonder of creation. God is still showing off. I mean, outside my window, I can see flowers blooming, right? I can see birds singing. I can see butterflies and bumblebees. I mean, he's still showing off. I'm betting tonight it's you know, going to be a beautiful sunset, and yet I can miss that because I'm distracted by the things of the world. I'm on a screen or a device or... I'm watching a show, right? And I'm missing, and then I'm thinking that God isn't in the business of showing off anymore. And He is. All that to say is I think if you dare to step in and teach your children, you know, open up the Word of God and and seek to understand and know Him, and He invites us to do that, right? Be still and know that I am God. If you dare to do that, He is really going to show off to you. He's going to show off to you in ways that, that you would never have imagined because that's who he is. And so that's what gets me excited about it. And that's why I want more and more people. That's why I wrote the curriculum was that people would dare, would dare because it is a dare to get to know who God is.
0: Right. I love your passion, Rachel. I love your excitement and love for God and his word. Mm-hmm. And I think it all comes out in the curriculum in the video lessons and the text that you wrote. And uh, just the way it helps people see the big picture, connect the dots in a nicely organized way that's very memorable, yeah. that's part of the point that mm-hmm. these K-8 through students and the mom and dad can actually walk away and know the outline of the Old Testament, the storyline, the outline and storyline of the New Testament, right. and what every book of the Bible means with some memory tools exactly. to help make that happen. Exactly. So, yeah, we want people to... Fall in love with God and His Word. Exactly. Well, it's time to bring this conversation to a close. Thank you all for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, brought to you by Apologia Educational Ministries. And we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.